We're going live. <laughs> right, this is, we're just going to call it the Lighthouse Podcast because, I like it. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that'll do. All right. Yeah, whatever. I'm joined today by my very helpful roommates, Mitchell Wangler and Peyton Melby. For some context, our house's name is the Lighthouse, so that's why the podcast is named Lighthouse Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, today we're going to talk about the track meet on Saturday, which Mitchell ran in. And yes, sir. He, he got first in his event, the 60-meter hurdles, and ran the 4x4 and the 200. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> so, uh... 200 went pretty well, didn't run a PR or anything, but compared to this time last season, I was like half a second faster, so happy with it, took fifth. Um, the 4x4 was rough, man. <laughs> yeah, I watched that, and uh, by the end of the race, uh, Mitch was keeled over. <laughs> keeled over, uh, yelling, yelling. At my teammates, come on, run! <laughs> but I, uh, you know, didn't throw up. So all things considered, that was a successful 400. Um, yeah, I got cut off, uh, like the 300 mark in the 4x4, but mm-hmm. I didn't run into them. I don't know. Is that a, do you think that's a good strat? It's not illegal to elbow somebody as long as you don't intentionally elbow them like high if you oh, yeah. if you elbow them low yeah. you know, like uh, under the shoulders yeah much. under the shoulder elbow oh, is technically okay. legal so really? uh, i was told by a couple of teammates after that that the dude who cut me off i should have just elbowed him should have just decked him super hard really yeah that would have been interesting. Yeah, see, so yeah, I've never uh, <laughs> seen anybody to be, fair, like to be fair, those teammates were also some of my uh, other 4x4 team members, a couple of which didn't really want to run the 4x4, so okay. might have been looking for us to just get DQ'd, but you know. Yeah. And uh, for people who haven't been in track or anything, DQ is just disqualification. But um, mention your uh, first heat of the 60 meter, you didn't start off too hot but you still got second in your heat oh yeah so uh (laughs) late reaction to the gun and when that happens for me i tend to get a little bit panicky so i just uh i didn't even push out of the blocks i just stood out of the blocks and started sprinting right away towards the hurdles did decent but i smacked three of them like uh, the second hurdle uh third hurdle and last hurdle which that yeah in 60 meter hurdles there's only five hurdles and any hurdle you hit significantly drops your time and uh just like physically like after most like hurdle races like how do you feel honestly it depends on the hurdle race the 60 meter really easy race unless like i did the prelims unless i smashed the shit out of my knee usually it's okay but like it's just a short sprint so i don't even get to the point where i'm breathing heavy but the 110s it's a long enough race where you start to be breathing heavy by the end of it you don't really need to tap into your endurance but right 
definitely exhaust the max of your acceleration abilities. Okay, so you're going at top speed a lot longer. Yeah. In the one tens. Yeah, right. and there's uh just there's ten hurdles, so it's a lot more hurdles, and you'd be surprised. It like in a in a 60-meter hurdle race, it matters a lot if you hit the hurdles just because your time is already really small, so any amount right. that it gets bumped up is a big deal. But, like, the 60-meter hurdle, uh, the 110 hurdles, you start off rough and you hit the first three hurdles, <laughs> you have seven more hurdles that you got to run through, and you've already lost so much acceleration. It's, uh, it's a whole different race, whole different beast. So, um, going from your first heat of the 60 meter to the second, like, what did you improve? Like, what did you do different? Oh, my start was just a hundred times different. I just, I hit the gun really well. And my coach was telling me the first time I just, I didn't push out of the blocks at all. And I got, like, I stood up in normal sprints, you're supposed to be at like a pretty decent forward lean to the point where like you're almost falling over to gain acceleration out of the blocks right. for like the 100 meters just you know the open you usually aren't even a hundred percent you don't get straight up in a sprint race but you're usually not at your normal you know like, upright level yeah until yeah, yeah. about the fourth or fifth stride out of the blocks with hurdles you usually want to do that in like three or four four is really pushing it because you can come up on the hurdle too fast and too close but right. uh, i was standing up after one <laughs> okay. yeah so yeah. i actually let myself get three solid acceleration uh strides in before i just went into the race and that that really brought a lot more speed into it all right so <laughs> yeah and so i saw that um cameraman walk up to you <laughs> after the race and follow you around a little bit you looked a bit uncomfortable that how, was that was really weird man. <laughs> yeah how did how did that feel just having uh just the guy follow you around i'm used to <laughs> cameras being there and like you know following around different people for like a little bit but like that that's how they normally do it they don't like follow around the person who won the race or like the top placers yeah because he he like followed you all the way back across the field to your coach pretty much yeah he actually did follow me all the way back to my coach and like got a little bit of the interaction between me and my coach i think he was trying to do that i think honestly he was just waiting until i found my coach which took a minute because he was he was off uh worrying about uh pole vaulting at the time dude coaches uh seven events so <laughs> every track meet he's basically just sprinting around the track yeah. trying to help kids out so Got a bit of a heavy workload, huh? Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, that man, that man does the job of at least three, two coaches. <laughs> Somehow manages to make it three coaches. 
Yeah, and he uh, managed to coach you into a personal record yesterday. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> awkward week material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was a PR for me. It wasn't an insanely huge PR, but honestly, for PRing this time of the year and at a meet like that where the competition wasn't really that crazy, I mean, I did have a dude on my heels on that, but like... Yeah. It's not championship finals. The adrenaline isn't there. It's not like this is the make it or break it point for your scholarship. So you think you're probably going to still continue to improve through meets? I hope so. Uh, just based off of where I'm at speed-wise compared to last year, I think I definitely have a good potential to keep dropping time. And as a freshman... I really struggled adapting to the 42-inch hurdles. I'm pretty tall, so didn't think it would be that much of an issue, but man, it's it's so weird. It, it just my start to the first hurdle, just the 42s mentally do something to me. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like uh, having a year under my belt, though, starting to... Be less anxious going into races helps. Yeah, um, a lot of that mental components gone. Um, you always talk about there's uh, the guys that'll say something right before the race starts. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Mm. <laughs> Those are it's interesting. So like the last meet I was at, the dude in the lane next to me was talking to me. For a solid, like, seven minutes before the race started. To be fair, like, normally that would annoy me, but we had 15 minutes before the race started. So, right. dude was just super anxious. Second indoor 60-meter uh, hurdle race ever. I mean, that considered, the kid did really well. I mean, he should be proud yeah, of how he did. Yeah. He got under eight seconds, which, that's That's impressive. impressive. A lot of, lot of uh, multi-kids who do the decathlon and stuff like that have been hurtling for three, four years and struggled to get under eight seconds. I mean, uh, nine seconds. Nine and seconds. that guy, he um, was he in a D2 school or was he D1? Every, everyone uh, except for <laughs> UND was D2. Right. To be fair, right. to be fair. Two of the D2 schools that were there are actually our bigger competitors in the Summit League. Right. For uh, events like the high jump and um, hurdles, kind of. They're, they're toss-up, but the multi especially. Had some good competition in the multi. Helped uh, one of my teammates, Jack, push him to break one of our school records. Right. So can you uh, just real quick explain what the Summit League is. Okay, so the Summit League is basically just a collection of schools. There's a bunch of different leagues. I'm not sure on all the names. I believe there's something like 12 leagues. And basically, it just has a bunch of schools that go to them. And if you get first or second in any event, you go to national. The different leagues are very competitive in different areas, but then there's some leagues that are just fucking, just, okay, so that's a cut bit. 
There are some <laughs> leagues that are just astronomically good in every area for no reason. It, right. Not really no reason. They just uh, they just have the best schools in the nation, pretty much. A lot of the schools down in Texas are crazy at everything. Yeah. And how often do you need to compete nationally? Nationally, uh, so for about half of the year, we won't compete locally, at least in the Grand Forks area, the entire season for outdoors. Indoors, we have roughly two to three meets locally at the High Performance Center yeah. down the street from us. But uh, occasionally, I think we might have one or two meets spread across the entire outdoor season in North Dakota that I go to. We might have four total, but we don't send like every kid to a lot of those meets. Some of those meets, it'll be like a throwing heavy meet. So we'll just send some throwers, give them some good practice for that week. Okay. And um, just in a season, like how many meets do you need to go to? Like, is that's normally a day out of your time, like. Yeah, it it's at least a day out of my time, not including travel for uh, outdoor meets. That can be up to like roughly three days out of my time. Realistically, I mean, yeah, you can do like homework and stuff on the plane, but that's not great. Uh, yeah, not not the ideal place to be working, but um. Uh. Usually indoor, we have between six to nine, and then outdoor season, we have about 12. So it adds up to a lot of meets throughout the year. Um, outdoor season, actually, we might have closer to 15 or 16, but like I said, not everybody goes to the majority of meets, so about 10 of those meets will be meets that the majority of the team goes to and then about four of those uh remainders will be like really expensive travel trips to like cali or texas or something like that where about right. just over half of the team or like eh, sometimes about three-fourths of the team went to cali so all of those are D1 competitions exclusively, right? Or uh not exclusively all of the time. Like when we went down to Cali, there was just uh, an open meet where like literally you, you didn't even have to be from a school to do it. Like an Olympian was there. Right. So you could just sign up. Yeah, pretty then... much as long as you were with a team technically. You so, could make your own team. So yeah. That was last year in um the spring that was Los Angeles, right? Uh, yeah, we were uh, we were in a hotel in LA, but our competition. What's the? Oh no, the area that's right next to the hills. It starts with an M. Ooh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, my uh, my California geology isn't great. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, we had two meets, anyways. One of them, Malibu. 
One of them was at no, 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 no definitely not Malibu. Is that Malibu? Yeah. Hey, that's that's definitely Florida. <laughs> so one one of them was at Long Beach. Really, that one was really cool. And then, like I said, the other one was really close to the mountains. You could see the Hollywood sign. Really, so you had yeah. you had two meets on the same trip. Yeah, one of those meets was actually exclusively D one, and right. it uh, that that was the Long Beach meet, and it was like just a whole bunch of random D ones from across the nation. And I don't know, UND did all right. We had a lot of like personal best performances at that meet. Not myself. I was sick as a dog with bronchitis. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, so not fantastic, but uh, I'm looking forward to it this year. The competition up there is absolutely insane. In the 110s, there will probably be a couple of kids who drop 13.8s, 13.7s. So, like, wow. that'll, be, that'll be drawing me and pushing me to potentially, you know, low 14s, get me towards record area, which would be amazing. Yeah, and what's the, what's the current record current school record for uh one-time hurdles i think is some like 14 to 9 and what's your pr my pr from high school is uh 14 4 6 yeah no 4 2 and that's with the lowered hurdles. Yeah, that's with 39-inch hurdles. My PR from last year was a 14.7, but uh, <clears throat> like I said, I was sick with bronchitis yeah, in yeah. Cali. And that was like, if I was going to PR, it was going to be at in Cali or it was going to be at championships in, um, I think it was in Nebraska last year. Right. Uh, but... I was like sick from the time I was in Cali. Like I got sick in Cali and I was sick until the finals. So I did better in finals because I wasn't as sick. Like I was, yeah, you were starting I was on the tail end of it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I feel like last year i could have gotten into the 14 fives if i was healthy during uh, competition season the the most extreme part of competition season because the meet where i have my pr from last year i ran a 14 7 2. i hit like four hurdles first hurdle i hit and like and that's just normally like not a great way to start. No, that's yeah, that's the worst way you can start. A lot of like even really good like thirteen nine, fourteen one kids, if they hit the first hurdle or two, they usually just slow way down and will run like a fifteen sixteen because they're like, eh, well, my race is over. I don't care. I'm not gonna PR. I'm not gonna place top three. I'm not gonna injure myself on a race that doesn't matter anymore to me. So they're willing to drop like two to three seconds off their time. Yeah. If they yeah. don't. So not, not everybody, because a lot of coaches can get very upset with you. Because, like, if you drop out of the top five because you pull something, yeah. like a stunt like that. Yeah. But it 
a lot of kids uh, who do hurdles are in just a ton of events because they're like, to be at the college level for hurdles, you have to be really fast. Right. You can't, in the high school level, you can make it to state off of just pure hurdling ability alone. But at the college level, you really need just raw speed. Like, you need to, you basically need to be running 11 flats or lower if you want to do anything at the college level with hurdles. Yeah, currently you're doing three events, right? Or is it even more? Uh, currently, I'm doing, uh, I'm switching between uh, five events. Five. Wow. Uh, <laughs> currently, I'm switching between five events indoors, but uh, outdoors, that number should stay the same. Could potentially raise up. Eh, yeah, it'll stay the same, but I'll be doing different events. I probably won't do the 200 at all outdoors, but considering uh, Say, our best 200 runner right now, is has been battling injuries on and off the entire year. There's going to be a couple of meets where he's probably going to be injured and I need to run the 200 for us. So, yeah, I'll probably be doing roughly six different events wow. outdoors. Next season, I want to make that seven with the addition of triple jump. Right. And you said that uh, you were talking about yesterday how Say was uh, going to be graduating early. Yeah, say he's, uh, he's graduating at the very least a semester early. Originally, he thought he was going to graduate, uh, I think, a year early. And but what's really Say's um, main, like, like how, how many points does he normally manage to pull in during a... Uh, normally, I would say he accounts for, like, 10 to 15% of the team's total scoring points. So, like, he's the chunk. That's, yeah, yeah there, there's usually about 10 to 15 kids on the team in a meet who will pull in the majority of the entire team's points. I mean, yeah, that's like half the team. But usually, usually it's 8 to 10 kids who are getting the vast majority of the team's points. Right. And, uh, so next year you're probably going to be needing to pull in a little bit more of the point percentage to maintain uh, your team score, or do you have some new people coming in that? Hopefully, hopefully UND's been recruiting well. I don't know. Last year, uh, it seemed like we were doing as much as we were doing as we're doing this year for recruiting, which isn't incredibly encouraging because. We didn't have a bunch of new recruits, at least. We didn't have a single hurdle recruit for the guys' team. We have a couple of multi-kids who are doing hurdles with us occasionally, and will do hurdles in meets, but like they're not hurdles exclusive. They're not guys who will be, you know, picking up 14s in races or, you know, who mid 55 mid 50s for the 400 meter hurdles it's uh we're gonna need to get a lot more just mid distance guys who are pretty solid at the 100 200 but can throw down in the 400 
Right. So you need, you need some flexible mid to uh, distance. Yeah. I If UND wanted to really, really up their sprints program, the way to do it would be to get two kids who are really good 200, 400 guys who would complete the 4x1 and 4x4 team. Because those, those are a bunch of points that need. Every yeah. single person on the relay scores points. So, and do they do they score it um, by each split or is it's not it... scored by each split? So how they do it is like the first place team, everybody on that team. So you know, there's four guys in a relay. Everybody gets ten points. So each first person... place gets a forty point. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty massive. Yeah, and then it'll be like eight for the next people, third and second place. That'll be like... So there's a whole eight-point difference between first and second place. Uh, well, it would be six-point difference between uh, first and second place, but the difference between first and third place would be 12. It doesn't go from 40 to 32... So, uh, it's eight, five eight times. Four? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Goddamn math. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be eight. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, we'll so, just move past that. I'm just going to put in a note so, to check. No, that 25 one. minutes, put a cut in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, moving on from track, because we have managed a pretty large portion. Oh, wait, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me <gasps> You want to talk, you know, let me finish, you, you let me finish going. the dream team of how, how they would round out UMD track. <laughs> Sensei is leaving next year. That's going to open up a decent amount of scholarships. They need to recruit a really, really good 100-200 runner. Doesn't matter if he can throw down in the 4x4 four four or not. We need somebody who's going to make our 4x1 team actually good. Yeah. Actually competitive at, like, the really good meets. Like, if we want to get in the top three at the Summit League, we're going to need somebody who can run, like, a 10-5. 10, eh, 10, 10, 6, 10, 7 range. Okay. For the 4 by 4 and then, uh, 4 by one I'm sorry. But. Alright, so let's, let's get, <laughs> let's get on, uh, to a little bit more, um, current events, because we have just had Peyton sitting here, yeah, silent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's been pretty much just spectating this uh, podcast setup, so we'll try to talk yeah, I, about I, I don't know what turned off into a track conversation. It's kind of Mitch's. Well, I mean, you used to expertise. you used to run co- cross country though. That is true. So, you know at least a little bit about yeah. uh, about running. Why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about that actually? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, so you ran cross country in high school. Yeah. 
decided not to do it because uh, you you told me it was like a lung issue. What was uh? Well, I have asthma. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mostly just didn't want to do a sport in college. Just wanted to play school and like I don't know how hard UND's cross country team is to make. Like I don't even know. I'm yeah, sure if, if you'd be eligible. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I think our cross team is pretty solid. Really? Yeah. We're uh, cross. I don't. I don't know what you ran compared to what they they run. But yeah, it would have been competitive to get on to. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't that serious. At about least I it. hope oh, so. Okay. I hope so with the addition of a new coach and another assistant coach to that program. Yeah. What these guys, the listeners don't know, is that um, every person in this house, except for me, has been in either track or cross country at some point. I'm the only um, pleb here. <laughs> so, um, figured you might want to talk about that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I have a question, honestly. What You say you have, you have asthma. Do you just have... Normal asthma, or no, do you have running-induced asthma? Exercise-induced okay. asthma. Yeah. That, so, what does it take to start, like, uh, you know, just making the asthma noticeable? Like, can that happen from, like, lifting? Or No. No, it's, no, it's just only running. It's just endurance-based yeah. things? Okay. I know what, for- what's it like running when... The asthma hits well, pretty strong. Is it like almost kind of like when you have low blood sugar, where like you know you get spots in your eyes and it yeah, kinda like you, your vision. Yeah, you get kind of it's kind of blurry and like vision gets kind of fuzzy and yeah, you just feel really gassed out of breath. Like you kind of narrows. Like yeah, and when you like try to breathe in, like you it feels like you can't. You're just not like getting full breaths of air in and. Stuff, like kind of wheezing and shit and uh I, i'm just curious does uh did weather really affect it at all yeah sometimes like i think i get tended to act up worse like on days when like the pollen count was like high and stuff like that really because i i know that um jacqueline she also has asthma yeah she always talks about how the cold really messes with her yeah mind. the cold um, but I'm, I'm also sure pollen and stuff like that. Cause I also, I have seasonal allergies and yeah. pollen always destroys me, <laughs> but, um, uh, next topic, let's see. Next topic. Um, I just have a question. Man, when you were, what was like the scariest moment that? has caused you like when you were running like you ever um, were you I've, ever on like a five mile <laughs> run where like three miles in you're pretty sure you're gonna like keel over and die or nothing um, that extreme nothing like that extreme i don't know if that's like exactly my thought process when it's happening it's more just like i, I need oxygen <laughs> like i've like passed out yeah that would be like horrifying that would be like i don't know if i was if that was yeah, happening like, to me like i i guess it's different when you know you have asthma but if that was yeah, happening I mean, to me i would be questioning whether or not i was gonna wake up afterwards 
True. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when when it's happening, like your mind's already just in a different place. You, you like, I don't know. You're just gassed. You just yeah. Feel like going you're, down. You're exhausted. <laughs> Passing enough, out. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah you're just exhausted. Yeah, right. basically. Oh, by the way, just gonna make a quick note here to you guys. Uh, let's do our best not to talk over each other because this thing's microphone is really bad. <coughs> so pretty much any noise will my bad i'm yeah. a, i'm a podcast novice <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I'm, like we have been talking over each other too no no it's been great up and like up until like now specifically that we're actually trying to get all three of us to talk yeah. simultaneously <laughs> i feel like a lot of podcasts do that though yeah i mean the difference is most podcasts have higher quality even then yeah, you, like, it's kind of incoherent, but like it happens. Like, it's, it's a, it happens. It's also having individual microphones helps. I yeah. was originally actually planning on having us all, like oh, just do separate, cool. yeah, separate recordings, like on our phones. We'd just like sync it up. But I felt like that'd be a recipe for That's audio issues. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought you were gonna say you plan on having us all mic. Yeah, well, pretty cool. pretty much. So I would have had us all use our voice recording apps on our phones, and then um, basic because I know Brad has the same mic I do, the same earbuds I do. So I'd probably be using those, and then mine, and you'd probably be using Brad's. And then I'm sure Mitch, you have a like earbuds with a mic on it. I have Beats that have like a mic on it, but. It sounds, way. Like, it sounds like I'm in the ocean. Yeah, that... So you definitely want that. No matter what, it they oh, probably no, all... <laughs> they probably all pick our voices up, like, without any, like, material around it for, like, dampening or anything like that. So it's, it's not too big of a deal. But, um... Speaking of, uh, lung hurt and <laughs> other things like that, uh... Why don't we talk about the coronavirus, since that's topical and interesting. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Are you guys I worried mean, at all? Or? I don't know how to think I am on the coronavirus. Uh, uh, currently, the um, infections are now in the multiple thousands. Um, deaths hit triple digits a few days ago, I think. We're up to like 300 that's not like that's great that's not great but i mean for country like this, ha- this is happening in china right this yeah this is for in china. Co- co- well, there's for a country with a population i mean there have been case. there there are six cases in the united states that are confirmed oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and now there's a confirmed case in russia um confirmed cases in mexico Okay, it'll be fine in Mexico, though, like, isn't it heat? Heat kills it. Yeah, well, what what they said recently is heat and alcohol, dude. Well, I feel like <laughs> one of those can be accounted for in North Dakota. Yeah! <laughs> uh, There's an abundance of one. Yeah. A lack of the other. Yeah. Jeez. Uh... I don't know if I'm worried about it. Honestly, that seems pretty solid for a country with the population size and density 
kind of has. I mean, but the major concern here is um, just its mortality rate. I mean, yeah. That's... Well, well, less that, more um. Good. Now okay. that it has spread internationally, it only takes like one stray case to turn into thousands of infections. Um. So That's the big true. the big worry is that it's gonna turn to like some black plague level. So yeah, like... some something like um the bird flu where like maybe the mortality rate isn't super high, but still it's like a three or four percent mortality rate, which not great. Yeah. Higher than average for most diseases. Yeah, yeah. If if coronavirus became as common as the flu, that's just one more. I feel like wow. alcoholics, I feel like it's not going to hit Karen Forks very hard. It's going to kind of like, I, okay, but we're going to have herd <laughs> immunity to it because just the amount of alcoholics here will be fine. Before we get any crap about jokes about North Dakota alcoholism, I do want to remember, I don't know if it was, I don't know if this statistic is still true this year, but I'm pretty sure last year we were number one in the country for DUIs, so... And I'm making a case for it and alcohol consumption so i'm making a case for it standing behind it though <laughs> um not even yeah exactly like i'm not worried about this virus yeah <laughs> but anyways um i i saw that article i didn't actually read the whole thing i don't know if it means direct exposure to alcohol or if actually drinking it <laughs> would keep you safe, so but you, if you if it's jacked alcohol, this sounds like oh, no. yeah. I was gonna say if oh Jesus Christ, but <laughs> well, I mean it would go into your bloodstream either way, so I feel like it would have direct contact with the virus. Yeah, I suppose so. You're right. Um, and so North Dakota might have that ninety percent herd immunity. That's uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> At least, at least if it hits us on a weekend, we are a hundred percent okay. <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say. I don't, I don't know how much of that I'm gonna be keeping, but uh, I am sorry, Doctor Queen. Um, <laughs> all of it, all of it. Yeah, I, all of it. I'm not gonna lie. There's probably gonna be only like three shortcuts here where we just like said something like wrong or <laughs> swore heavily but no. never yeah we did that's a joke there's zero times that we did any of that didn't happen but um yeah so i i mean i i just thought it'd be interesting to bring up the coronavirus because it's you know, I mean, the thing is, though, coronavirus, it spreads so I know. Much. I know. And, <laughs> and the, what I find interesting is um, just how this is going to affect international relations and stuff because d- disease always does with trade and stuff especially with it starting in china because they have a lot of production and exports so 
who knows what's happening to those toys and whatever you're getting shipped from China, like that can just be covered in nastiness. I mean, like I would hope the factory workers, if the very slight chance that that factory worker has corona, isn't licking the toys. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's nothing like that. But it's it's confirmed now that um, it spreads through the air. Like when you like people cough, and then uh, it's in in the um. And like particles and stuff, and it can hang around in the airborne. air for. Yeah, it can ha hang around in the air for up to ten minutes. Does airborne equate to? Um, like, would it actually settle on those products and like contaminate them? Yes, because it's it's just um the virus. Well, how how is long in, how long can the virus live on? That's a great question. I wish we had a Jamie like they do in Joe Rogan. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Pull up that up. Um, let me look it up real quick, actually. I feel like that, that could either be a concern for trade or not, not a super large concern. Yeah, because... Based off of just the half-life of the virus. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Um... Yeah, otherwise, cause if, it, if it is just airborne, yeah, all it would take is one factory worker and cough yeah. a couple of times and hundreds of uh, clothing items, toy, children's toys, mugs, you name it, could get a little bit of corona. Yeah, and that would really spread the disease faster, but um, I'm... I couldn't find any information online, but um, there's not really much information yet on how long it survives without a host, but I'm going to assume it doesn't really spread that easily, because I feel like... Yeah, if, if it lasted like some viruses do that are airborne, where they last for like days, those yeah. viruses are incredibly dangerous and the CDC does like takes insane precautions to make sure they don't spread like they've I mean, been yes, taking yesterday, some pretty crazy precautions for the coronavirus. I, I was gonna say yesterday they um they announced a national state of yeah uh emergency like a health emergency or something and, like uh, that uh, hasn't the, the Trump agency increased the uh travel ban yeah to but um, encompass virus a little bit well sorry. here's the interesting thing about that i was actually going to bring up that man i don't actually think china's on the list it's just african countries wow really? it's like myanmar and ethiopia wasn't that like, reasoning the spread? i don't know man it it's another one of those policies that kind of just like slipped by unnoticed yeah yeah Curious now. That would be that would be unfortunate. I just want to see. Yeah. So um, he added Nigeria, Myanmar, Eritrea, Kyrgyzstan, Sudan, Tanzania, and that's it. Sudan. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, this is a very weird Western country. Yeah. Um, really just seems strange to me, but... Yeah, it, it just it seems like you kind of looked at a map of Africa through some darts and decided to place travel bans, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, because also, um, I saw an article on this yesterday at, like, Seems weird to me because Nigerians that um, travel to America typically end up making higher wages than the average American. Really? Yeah. Nigerians. So, so they they actually do well in this country. I how do you just know? <laughs> yeah. So I my I feel like the scamming isn't really where this. Is coming no, from. no. <laughs> the Ni- Nigerian prince deal isn't really. I, I feel like uh, a decent amount of that is uh, government programs that actually like, line them up with jobs and stuff like that. Because yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of that going on because when you take in, uh, what are they called? The, the, the people. Immigrants? When you t- not not really. I mean, yes, immigrants, but also people who are what are they called? The people who are like running from like oh wars. refugees. Yeah, when you take in okay. refugees and a lot of the, the Nigerian population in Minnesota, really is refugees. Is that so? Are they actually? Because I didn't know there was any like civil um, war or anything like that in Nigeria recently. I know there was a civil war like 30 years ago or something like that well you got to keep in mind that's when a decent amount of the nigerian population actually got to minnesota and because of the laws that allow you to uh, immigrate family members more easily that's like they have been able to immigrate because of that but like they still get technically refugee status in some cases under the family members so they still get help from those government like job uh agencies yeah right gotcha gotcha um now this is this is unrelated but funny this is also nigeria i saw this in a stand-up comedy special don't know how true it is but there's like apparently a deep like there's some controversy controversy um where people think the nigerian um president is a clone <laughs> like <laughs> like the, uh, hold on let me see if i can find a but, but, but why i i don't know but why it's really is funny. why does it matter if he's a clone i that's that's my point because it seems to me um, I mean, it would be pretty cool, honestly. I'd just be kind of annoyed that they didn't announce that the technology was like being used in this way, right? Because I don't know, it, having a clone president, like as long as he's not like evil. I mean, even if he's evil, he's just a clone. He's just a mortal man. Yeah, he's had to publicly deny being the clone. But like, like what are the re- what are the what is that? Evidence? What? I mean, just so, denying it. It's a great. Just, I mean, he could. He got. He got. 
Fuck, he got scammed into needing to deny it, honestly. Okay, but like, what, what's his evidence against to prove himself he's not a clone? He says, so okay, he says okay. it's the real me, we, I assure you. Yeah, that's just what he'd be programmed to say, though. Dude, yeah, it's, not it's, not, yeah it's not his fault he doesn't know he's a clone. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you gotta try to some bold perspective here. Yeah, like, don't be mad at him for being a clone. He didn't choose to be a clone. Yeah. Like, just, okay, let's see, what is... <laughs> Okay, proof that you're... Evidence that you're not a clone isn't <laughs> evidence that you are a clone. <laughs> Otherwise, like, man, you're a clone. Prove me you're not. Okay, so apparently exactly. he... Do you have a belly button? That's all I want to know. If he has a belly button, he's not a clone. Okay, so apparently he was known as Johnny Walker for his frequent months-long trips abroad for medical treatment. What? And so, people think he died and was replaced by a lookalike. Oh! Oh, so not like an actual clone, like not a, like a, a doppelganger. Gen- yeah. Yeah. Okay, they I'm make not it a sound- doppelganger would- I mean, maybe- When they say clone, they make it sound like it, some like genetically- Genetic could, identical that they made in like a lab or something. But it could be. It also could be. But the thing is, like- I really doubt that. Really that would- that would- that, yeah, seems seems unlikely, obviously, but it's crazy to me that th- there's a place where this is a real concern. <laughs> like, this is something people are genuinely talking about. Well, he had to make a public statement. It's not like a meme anymore. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, he had to make a public statement well, saying he's not a clone. Well, honestly, I feel like what he's doing here is... I'm actually like kind of interested in this. Is there is there actual evidence that he could be a doppelganger? Because if you were a doppelganger, you would wanna like straw man that argument by, you know, coming up and pulling something kind of like Trump does where you say, That's a conspiracy, man, and then you use language that kind of makes your opponent's argument seem weak like you know i'm there's i'm not a clone that would be ridiculous instead of saying like i'm not a doppelganger (laughs) yeah so there was a previous president um that disappeared for four months after secretly flying to saudi arabia for medical treatment so Um, there was a previous president who did the same thing what is happening to these presidents? Yeah, something some sus is definitely going on. Yeah, because... And then this guy died shortly after his return. The... Killed by the military several times. Allegedly. That's... I'm, I'm gonna say... I wanna say, like, how, how do you get killed by the military several times? That yeah. seems a little bit uh, overkill. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the leader of Boko Haram hasn't been killed several times. But um, oh, and I'm am sorry, you guys don't have like a, a visual look at our screen or anything. We're just reading um an article about this right now. Um, because this is crazy. Like, can you can you imagine like actually like having like people surrounding you who are like oh yeah trump's a clone you don't know that (laughs) (laughs) trump's a doppelganger one of the two dude honestly honestly i feel like doppelganger is infinitely more horrifying than clone because like 
Think about it. If you Dude. if you clone somebody, minus the fact that they're gonna have to relearn everything, they're pretty much the same person. You give them right. decently similar stimuli to the way they were raised, they're gonna be pretty similar in personality. Which is like a body double is. But a doppelganger could literally have been raised anyway and could have any moral code. Right. Any any upbringing could literally be a, so, a murderer or a sex trafficker for all we know. So do they think this is like a yeah, government conspiracy? Like yeah. the government wanted him replaced or like um, some random dude on, dude just murked him and then stole his identity? No, uh, I so can't like, say... I'll be, the, I'll be the president of Nigeria. I can't... I look enough like this guy. I, I would say what they made it seem like is the previous president had medical issues. So, the previous president died. Party in power goes, oh no. We're not trying to, like, lose power right now. Yeah. Let's just doppelgang. Well, okay, so, no, no, no. The theory, the theory from, what, from what I'm reading, is the last president, um, he kept going places, and people were like, that's really weird, but he died. And then they elected a new president, now he keeps going places. Yeah, now he keeps going to a bunch of medical treatment facilities, just like the last yeah, president. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what the article said, but it also said that's what has led some people to believe that he has already died. Yeah, so, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying. So what they're saying is they were worried they elected another president that was just going to die, and then he ended up actually dying they're like well we're not going through this nonsense again of getting another president do they have pictures yeah, of him exactly. pre-cloning and after i t see my big question for this is actually when do they think he was yeah when did they start cloning? noticing the signs and like what what how did this originate? yeah it was yeah. the evidence i mean this is you, you don't just this is from you don't just see a guy and be like yeah it's a clone it's not the real thing Okay, so this isn't actually not a normal thought to pop up. current like, at all. This is like two years ago, apparently. Okay, so they they but, even have a. Uh, but still be a they even today. have somebody who they say is actually the doppelganger for him. Okay, so this is real Buhari and this is fake Buhari. That. I mean, he could have just. That's put what on I'm some saying. Most brain. most world yeah. leaders actually do have doppelgangers. Trump has doppelgangers that you know. It's it's just to throw off potential um, assassination attempts and things of that nature. So like, he probably had doppelgangers. The doppelgangers name name that they said in the other article jabril uh sabrine was probably that dude's doppelganger before so i wonder if can they get can they get buneri and uh buhari and the New supposed Buhari. doppelganger in the same room together i mean that would be like all I the mean, evidence i would the thing need. is they'd have to get dead buhari like they'd have to find his body. Yeah, Buhari gone apparently. Yeah, because he. No, 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 no. If if Buhari isn't dead, could they get 
the doppelganger in the same room with Boo Harry and be like, yeah, look, see, there, there's both of us. See, still. I, I feel like that would just prove to people that um, they just have clones on hand. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know, boy. He already has, like, a known... He already probably has, like, a known doppelganger. Mm, okay. Yeah, a lot of... Not really known, but, like, it is a well-known fact that the, the majority of uh, people in power have doppelgangers. Obviously not, like, you know, your state senator probably doesn't, but... Presidents, world leaders. I mean, also, just most people in general, like, have someone pretty much just like them. Yeah. Well, exactly. As you you get older, it gets a lot harder to find people like that. Until a certain point where you start looking, like, grapey, and then everybody looks like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I... Especially in those, like, uh... I don't know. Are they? They're not a communist country, but they have uh, a somewhat dictator um, style. I mean, it's it's like it a, is presidents. It is a president. It's a uh, democracy. But I a, um I don't really know. Like uh, they had a revolution. Like God, when was Nigeria? What if it just turns out there was none? It just doesn't exist. Thinking of thinking of some other country. Hold on. Can you type this in for me? Just gotta uh, fact check myself. You know. Oh, Nigerian civil war was yeah 1967. So 30 years ago. 50. What? Oh yeah 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 more like 50. More yeah. like 50. So. I mean, I'm sure they're not, like, the like, nicest country in the world, but they're technically a democracy. Okay, yeah, so, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's just talk about, uh, one more thing. Australia. Or actually, you know what? Let's just talk about how 2020 is starting. How do you, how do you guys feel about it? Good, bad. The meme is about how Australia is on fire. Kind of describe how I think twenty twenty is starting, but <laughs> I on a global scale definitely not great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> global uh, scale not great. Personal scale, honestly, twenty twenty hasn't been too bad to me so far. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, say I was gonna say too. Um, like news wise, twenty twenty just looks. Just looks awful. Rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, rip Kobe, by the way. And um, his daughter's name is uh, Gianna. Gianna, Gianna yeah. yeah. Rip Kobe and Gianna. Um, but... Ray Nucci probably would have gone into the uh, w, uh, WNBA. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, she was like 13, so who knows? But, who knows, but she was incredibly talented for her age. And yeah. When you have the genetics of Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> gonna do pretty well in life. Yeah, it's very, very sad and unfortunate event. Yeah, that was a shame to hear. Um, but it personal life wise, I feel like twenty twenty is decent. 
I'm gonna be. Yeah. I mean, summer plans are looking good. Uh, school year is not too bad. My classes are decent. Not terrible yet. <laughs> Solid. Just, well, despite the world being on fire, <laughs> we're kicking it. Yeah. I saw it's over an hour at this point. Sweet. Um. Any last words to my classmates? How many of them are gonna be watching this? Probably very few. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those that did London year. Thank you. I I hope me rambling about you and me track was entertaining. Yeah, that is gonna make up a pretty significant portion of the podcast. It might end up being one hundred percent of the podcast. We'll find out here, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how she how she goes. If gotta include some of the coronavirus talk. Yeah, yeah, some of that. Probably not too much with the Nigeria stuff. Uh, that got just off topic and not in depth. Yeah. <laughs> and that was from two years ago. Man, I feel like we ought to include Nigerian president. Alright. That, that was pretty interesting. All right. yeah, I, will. Yeah, I didn't know that until I didn't hear about that two years ago. So I guess there's a lot of people. I mean, this is also like a looser form podcast. I just. I'm probably just going to edit out the. Uh, Parts we need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anything else can probably stay, but... Yeah. Anywho, thank you guys for coming on. It uh, was very nice of you. <coughs> Goodbye. <laughs>